Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome. Welcome to the Haunted Estate. Hello and welcome to the Haunted Estate here with your host, Selena Spooky Boo and Adam. And what's up? And And Gooch. Gooch is here. Gooch is here. This is my baby. What's up, Gucci? If you are watching on YouTube, then you are seeing my baby. This is Gucci. She came to me from a rescue in Detroit, but she wants to Bye, Gooch. Bye, Gooch. Thanks for being a part of the show. Oh, no, she can't get down because that door's closed and she can't go down those stairs. She's going to sleep under the table. Okay, Look at her. Cool. She's already under there. She's here. She might She's here pee. in spirit. She might just pee on something because that's her vibe. Yeah, hopefully not. It's an immaculate vibe. Hopefully not. That's why we get ruggable rugs. Yeah, ruggable rugs are... Uh, Have you heard of ruggable rugs? They're decent. Well, this isn't even an ad. This isn't even a plug, no. It's not even a Don't plug. Even. No, because they won't write me back. Like, give me no. a rug. Give no, me one give rug. Me, give one rug. If you work at Ruggable, why are you not advertising me? My dogs pee on everything. Just, <laughs> just Gucci and the puppy. Molly's a really good girl. Yeah, Molly doesn't pee on anything. She's fantastic. What did Gucci do yesterday? She peed on your foot. She peed on me, on a bed. What happened there? I want to take her to the vet. I feel like that's a sign. No, it's because we got a puppy. But she acts like she's stoned lately. Like she's like, hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, definitely. It's Why does maybe, she act maybe stoned? a cause for concern. Nothing's alarming, though. Yeah, I don't think anything's alarming, but you could get the test done. Get, she's mad at her get backyard. Her levels checked. She's mad at her backyard. She's mad. We shrunk her backyard because she was going all the way down to the back, and there's a black cherry tree back there. It's poisonous. And if they eat the leaves or the sticks, there's lots of um, cyanide. Cyanide. I was going to say arsenic. There's tons of cyanide. One pound of leaves from a black cherry tree can kill a cow. So like a leaf could kill our five pound dog. If a tree, black cherry tree falls in like a pasture, the farmers have to go get rid of it because if the animals come along and clear it off, they're done. That's fucked. Why? And you know what's crazy? Like the people who lived here had said, they told us about their dogs. Their dogs lived to like six or seven. And it makes sense. They probably Yeah, they didn't know why their dogs only live six years. And it's probably because they ate leaves. They're playing fetch with cyanide sticks. Jesus Christ. If that's not haunted, as I don't know what As soon as they is. dropped, we were like, we need to know exactly what these berries are. And there's like seven black cherry trees in our backyard and side yard. Four <sighs> of them are in danger of being in the fenced area of the dog when they shed leaves and branches and stuff. So. And I'm just, I don't play that game. So well, I'm cutting them the fuck down. I know they're beautiful and they make the house look beautiful, but I don't play yeah, the game. Yeah, the one's like a big shade tree. It like shades the house so we don't get warmed up during the day. I don't care. But... The dogs are more important and we can plant more trees. Yeah. 
Fuck you, cherry trees. That place down the street, we can call them, and they can plant one of those trees with the big, like they plant them huge, and they use the big spades. Like it's a machine. That would be amazing. Yeah. It'll grow in like a couple of years. It'd be like fine. Yeah, it'd be great. Anyways, I've been doing history on our house. Oh, right. Because, I, because I'm determined. Yeah. So there's a certain family that owns like all of the land around here and they do a lot of farming and stuff. And it kind of the earliest that they can find is this family. So it was there's at some point, but there's this weird gap. Yeah, that's when like it got changed hands, but like kind of irregularly, like it's like it got passed on or given it, away. It, but or yeah, something. it got it got switched over in like fifty nine. Yeah, and so then there's no note of those people. No, and this house was built in like it was built in seventy four. Seventy four. Mm-hmm. And did she did we get that from her? Or is that just you knew that? Yeah, that that was on the ad. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was built in seventy four, cool. and it's just weird because like I know I've seen this dude. I know I've seen this dude and I want to know who he is so bad. Yeah. It's not bad energy or anything, but like, no, there's been a couple times lately, like when we were down doing the fire and stuff where we fully like he was there. I was actually making a TikTok earlier and there's this really specific sound that the loft makes when you walk across it. And I fully like, again, like I know he walked past and I was just in my underwear and bra. So I was a little self-conscious. I kind of feel like that. Ghosty, don't look at me right now. Like I always have I these. I am like, in my knickers. Dude, I have like these, these paralyzing moments of fear. Like I'm going to get a little TMI here. But sometimes when you're just having a little party for one. Yeah. In the middle of it, I just dead stop. Wonder who's watching you. And I'm like, so embarrassed. Because like, what if my grandma, that her, was the moment she decided like she got all her power. They're all watching, right? Maybe they like just take a coffee break during that. They're like, yeah, we're going to give you this. This is a little weird. Well, maybe there's more of an understanding when you're a ghost because like then they know like everybody does it. Well, there's like apparently no ego up there, right? Do you think ghosts flick the bean? No. You paused for so long. Were you thinking really deeply about it? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was, I was just kind of confused by your question because they don't have those parts. What do you mean? Are they fucking Barbie dolls when they, they die? They can't touch themselves. Their hand just goes right through it. No. <laughs> Wait. Right? I think we should have an episode where we look up ghost like, porn. I bet ghost porn exists. Like here's coming in for a ghost pet, but I would go to pet your face, but it would just like go through your face. Yeah, but they can touch themselves. Sure they can. So wait. They can go through themselves. No. <sighs> so you're telling me that they have, have to spend. Have you ever watched Ghostbusters? Dude. But you're telling they go through me, walls. How can they touch themselves? We're literally wearing Ghostbuster shirts. Right. Okay, but listen, this is important. So you're dead. You've been dead for 300 years. Yeah. And you're telling me that they have to live off eternity, not having a party for one. It's an earthly pleasure, right? It's part of the simulation. Bro, but I don't know. No, I, I don't, don't either. I don't either. <laughs> but I need to know. You know what? Say a genie comes, right? A genie comes and the genie's like... How many like, wishes are you getting? 13. Okay, that's a lot. I like this genie. <laughs> okay, this genie gives you 13 wishes. Okay. It'd be funny. They'd be like, what's your first wish? I'm like, do ghost masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's a, not a wish. That's a wish. Yeah, because you well, wish to you, know you the wish answer. To know. Okay, okay. What would your first... Okay. Okay, let's say we each get three wishes. Yeah. Okay. We don't know what each other are wishing for. What are your three wishes? And I'll tell you what my three wishes are. One of my wishes would be um, 
like beautiful health for our families, long, healthy lives. So we could all have a beautiful life together. Um, next one would be a bunch of money. And the next one after that would probably be like, I guess they can be extravagant, right? Like, yeah. How about like just making the world more peaceful and enjoyable place for a lot of people? You know what? I have the exact same wishes. Yeah. Yeah. When I was researching this episode, sorry, change subject. First, yeah. Can we look at our shirts? <laughs> yeah. What's switch up? again. I gotta let it. It's nine thirty night. My neck hurts so much. I just want to talk have about ADHD our shirts. Anyways, I mean, so you bad. switch it up on on the regular. Like yeah, that. we're wearing Ghostbusters. He literally walks up to me. I'm working on PR list for Halloween. Quality marshmallows. And he's holding up Ghostbusters merch that I didn't know he bought. Yeah, I bought you some Ghostbusters merch. It's for the podcast. Well, it's for us to wear too. I mean, Ghostbusters is awesome. Even if you're not into the paranormal, like deeply like you are and somewhat I am now, like Ghostbusters is a fucking classic. It literally is. I had someone actually the other day, they're like, your whole life is spooky. And I'm like, yeah. And I realized that it literally is my identity. And when people are like, oh my God, don't you love Halloween? No. Like I do. I love Halloween. Yeah. I, that was the wrong way you to say it. You love Christmas. I fucking love, I love Christmas. And I think it's because Halloween is my lifestyle. Yeah, you might get Halloweened out by like April after doing it from. Well, I get Halloweened out like in September. Yeah. Oh, like for actual Halloween season. Yeah. 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 And then we're already getting Halloweened out because we're so busy for it. Like the content hasn't came yet, but it's coming. Dude, it's the coming. Shit I'm everybody. doing. I'm so excited. I'm coming. The ghosts are. Whoa, that was a ghost. That was Ooh. ghost thunder. Do ghosts fart? <laughs> I don't know. You know what, bro? You always said if you're haunting anybody, you'd want it to be with farts. So you better hope so. Could you imagine you're like at a really important speech and I'm like a ghost up on the stage and nobody can see me. And she's like, <laughs> just ruin the speech. Can we talk about my fart last week? Which one on the couch? Yeah. That was a prolonged. I didn't think you I could hear that. I don't know how that. you could have that much gas inside. I see. You. I didn't think you could hear it because it was such an action scene, but it was like, like, yeah, it wasn't silent. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like it was like. But it was longer than that. Oh, way longer! I couldn't I do. I don't have enough air in my lungs for how long this fart. The thing was. is, is that like that fart wasn't done, but I started laughing even though I knew you couldn't hear it, which you could. I started laughing, so I couldn't keep pushing. Because then I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) you kept cutting it off from laughing. Okay, because your butthole's like, okay, all right. Okay, so this is a ghost podcast, and so far we have spent so much time talking about masturbating and farts. That's all right. That's all right. But guys, I'm gonna tell you this episode. I'm excited about. It's actually inspired because as I was sitting in a hairdressing chair getting my hair dyed, what a tragic story. I found oh, I found oh on Lord. Facebook somebody selling a 1950s Ouija board. Yeah, Selena buys all the Ouija boards she can find so that nobody else gets in trouble with them. Yeah, how many do I own? At She's this like point? a Ouija protector. How many do you think I have? Hmm? If you were to guess how many I had oh. over the time, like the span of my life, how long? How many would you think I had? Uh, at least fifteen, maybe more. You've lost a few too. Bro, I have at least 40. What? I have you have stacks. that many now? They're in stacks. There's like five to a box. Oh, you have you have more than one in all those boxes. That's right. Yeah, I have so many Ouija boards and I give them away to some people that I trust or I don't like. 
I don't like. I can't be in charge of everybody. Right, right. But no, I my whole thing is don't fuck with Ouija boards. Don't Stop fuck it. with Ouija boards. Don't stuck with don't fuck with them. We must protect you. We're buying we all the Ouija boards we can. We buy them all. You you submit a value village. We don't destroy them. It's no. dangerous. I keep them safe. We keep them safe. And it's like, dude, it's not even a Ouija board. It's a portal of any kind. It's Can a piece of paper. you believe that, like, um, what's, the, what's the toy company that does it? Mattel or is it the other one? Mattel, we're about to learn about that. Are we? Who does the Who does the Ouija board? Right now it's Hasbro. Hasbro, that's right. It was Hasbro. Can you imagine Hasbro, the Hasbro factory? <laughs> Monopoly They're just or in demons? There. They're just in there printing out Ouija boards. Like on nonstop Ouija boards off the printing press, just throwing them into stores. There's Marketing Ouija them boards to children. everywhere. Marketing them to children. <laughs> if there's not a conspiracy theory around that, then I don't know. What? I don't know. We're about to. Okay, so that's the perfect transition because I am ready to teach all of you about the Ouija board and the origin of it and where right. it came from and maybe even some spooky stories that have a lot to do with them. So yeah, I'm guys, sure those exist. Tons of them. Scary too. You know what's weird? It's kind of hard to find some of them. Yeah. But like Ouija boards, spirit boards, they're all the same thing. I think spirit boards have been around forever, but the Ouija board is its own thing. So this article was written by Linda Rodriguez McRobbie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. In February 1891, the first few advertisements started appearing in papers. Ouija, the wonderful talking board. Boomed a Pittsburgh toy and novelty shop, describing the magical device that answered questions about the past, the present, and future with marvelous accuracy and promised never-failing amusement and recreation for all classes. A link between known and unknown, the material and immaterial. Another advertisement in New York newspaper declared it interesting and mysterious, and testified as proven at a patent office before it was allowed, priced $1.50. The Ouija board has a patent. That's hilarious. That's... The word Ouija, that's why I couldn't like use it in my things that I was doing. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This mysterious talking board was basically what's sold in board game aisles today. A flat board with the letters of the alphabet arrayed in two semicircles above the numbers zero through nine. The words yes and no in the uppermost corners, goodbye at the bottom, accompanied with a planchette, a teardrop-shaped device, usually with a small window in the body used to maneuver about the board. The idea was that two or more people would sit around the board, place their fingers on the planchette, pose a question, and watch, dumbfounded as the planchette moved from letter to letter, spelling out the answers seemingly of its own accord. The biggest difference is the materials. 
The board is now usually cardboard rather than wood, and the planchette is plastic. Huh. Yeah. So what's with Ouija? They named it that as the, like at the game company? I'm guessing so. Okay. Yeah. Is there like a meaning to it or is it the board game name? We're going to find out. Oh, you got I'm that? I'm hoping so. You got that in here? I'm, I don't know. Right. I read a bit of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tough truth in advertising is hard to come by, especially in products from the 19th century. The Ouija board was interesting and mysterious. It had actually been proven to work at the patent office before its patent was allowed to proceed. What? what? We need that story. There's got to be a video or documentary about that. Dude, we should like make that movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? That's epic. All right. We should go to the Ouija board factory. Yeah. Yeah. It's all in China now though, I'm sure. Oh, that's a good point. Mm. We should go to the original Ouija board factory. I'd like in two America. hour plane rides. Right? Yeah. So, and today even psychologists believe that it may offer a link between the known and the unknown. The real history of the Ouija board is just, just as mysterious as how the game works. Ouija historian Robert Murch has been researching the story. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Robert Munch. Munch. <laughs> Robert Munch played with Ouija boards and wrote children's books. No it wonder we market sense. this thing to children. Right? This is a conspiracy, <laughs> conspiracy theory rolling out hard here. Literally. Jeez. When he started his research, he says no one really knew anything about its origins, which struck him as odd. For such an iconic thing that strikes both fear and wonder in American culture, how can no one know where it came from? The Ouija board, in fact, came straight out of the American 19th century obsession with spiritualism, the belief that the dead are able to communicate with the living. Spiritualism, which had been around for years in Europe, hit America hard in 1848 with the sudden prominence of the Fox Sisters of upstate New York. The Foxes claimed that to receive messages from spirits who rapped on the walls in uh, answer to questions. Oh, that's creepy. Dude, why is there not a movie about the Fox sisters? Right? Recreating this feat of channeling and parlor across the state. You know, now that you mention that, like, I would love to see a horror movie. Like a modern day horror movie made that was based in like the late or mid 1800s. Yeah. That would be so cool. There's the strangers. Yeah. Is that no, like not that? the strangers. The others. Is that like that? Kind of, yeah. Oh, well, they're should, like they're the ghosts, that. right? You haven't seen the others? Maybe not. With Nicole Kidman? I don't know. Oh, dude. When's it, how old is it? Nicole Kidman? Is it like from the 90s then? 15, early, mid 2000s. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, uh, reacting this feat of channeling and parlor across the street. Aided by the stories about the celebrity sisters and other spiritualists in the new national press, spiritualism reached millions of adherents at its peak in the second half of the 19th century. Spiritualism worked for Americans. It was compatible with the Christian dogma, meaning one could hold a seance on a Saturday night and have no qualms about going to church the next day. <laughs> right? Right. Like, hey, God, what's up? Uh, we were just talking to some uh, evil things last night. Um, don't worry about that. You forgive everything, right? <laughs> It was, compa uh, it was an acceptable, even wholesome activity to contact spirits, uh, spirits at seances through automatic writing or table-turning parties in which participants would place their hands on a small table and watch it begin to shake and rattle while they all declared that they weren't moving it. The movement also offered solace in an, area, in an era when the average lifespan was less than 50. Crazy times. Dude. Women died in childbirth, children died of disease, and men died in war. Even Mary... Todd Lincoln, wife of the venerable president, conducted seances in the White House after their 11-year-old son died of a fever in 1862. Jeez, they've been doing seances there from the beginning. 
bet you Hillary Clinton's there doing one right now. <laughs> Trump just got out of there too. I'm sure he was calling on some dark, dark demons. Who the fuck knows? Oh god. Oh my god. Uh, during the Civil War, spiritualism gained adherence in droves. People desperate to connect with loved ones who'd gone away to war and never come home. Communicating with the dead was common. It was seen as it wasn't seen as bizarre or weird, says Merch. It's hard to imagine that now we look at that and think, why are you opening the gates of hell? But Jesus. opening the gates of hell wasn't on anyone's mind when they started the Kennard Novelty Company. Okay, that was the original there we go. printers of the Ouija board, Kennard Novelty. The first producers of the Ouija board. In fact, they were mostly looking to open America's wallets. Of course, everything is about money. Well, that, that's a massive seller. Talk to spirits. Here's like info on it actually working. I'm going to tell you right now. Don't think that my brain isn't churning about coming out with a spooky boo Ouija board. Right. But like I'd be called the fuck out. Yeah, we can't do that. We can't put that out in the world. But if this video gets 10,000 likes. <laughs> <laughs> we will not do that. Would you so buy you better one? get it 10,000 likes or else it's going to happen. No, what you do is you make the board. You just don't make the planchette because then you just make it like it's art. And Maybe whatever you they... already made a board. Oh my god, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> News is coming soon. Yep. That's literally okay. Never mind. Moving on. As spiritualism had grown in American culture, so did too the frustration with how long it took to get any meaningful message out of the spirits. Says Brandon Hodge, spiritual historian. Calling out the alphabet and waiting for a knock or the right letter. For example, it was deeply boring. After all, rapid communication with breathing, humans at far distances was a possibility. The telegraph had been around for decades. Why shouldn't spirits be as easy to reach? Right. People were desperate for methods of communication that would be quicker. And while several entrepreneurs realized that it was the Kennard Novelty Company that really nailed it. Oh, they nailed it. All right. In 1886, the fledgling Associated Press reported on a new phenomenon taking over the spiritualist camps in Ohio, the talking board. It was, for all intents and purposes, a Ouija board with letters, numbers and planchette like device to point to them. The article went far and wide with the Charles Kennard of Baltimore, Maryland, who acted on it. In 1890, he pulled together a group of four other investors, including Elijah Bond, a local attorney, and a group of four other investors. Oh, I read that. Cole of Washington, Bowie, a surveyor, and the start of the Kennard no Kennard Novelty Company. To the start of the Kennard Novelty tired, Company. Folks. She's been working. Well, we both have been working all day, but yeah. especially her. <laughs> especially you, too. To exclusively make the market these new talking boards, none of the men were spiritualists. Really, but that all of them were keen businessmen and they identified a niche. It's always businessmen doing the wrong things. Yeah, eh? but it was a bunch of white dudes. Not always, but. A but lot then of time. they didn't have the Ouija board yet. The Kenner Talking Board lacked a name. Contrary to popular belief, Ouija is not a combination of French for yes and we. Oui. And the German Ja Merch says, based on his research, it was a Bond sister-in-law, Helen Peters, who was Bond said through a strong medium who supplied the now instantly recognizable handle. Sitting around the table, they asked the board what they should call it. The name Ouija came through. When they asked what that meant, the board said, good luck. Eerie and cryptic. It means but, good luck? Yeah, it came through on the spirit board and apparently meant good luck, which sounds like a demon saying like that's actually maybe their name. 
Or they're just like, yeah, it gives you good luck. So you, you, you should use it a lot. Right. Demon's just like, oh, yeah, we got these. This is way too easy. But for the fact that Peters acknowledged that she was wearing a locket, bearing a picture of a woman named Ouija above her head, that's the story that emerged from the Ouija founders. Letters, it was very possible that the woman in the locket was famous author and popular women's right activist, Ouija, who Peters admired and said that Ouija was just a misreading of that. Okay, hmm. so it was a woman. According to the Merch's interview with the descendants of the Ouija founders and the original Ouija patent file itself, which he's seen, the story of the board's patent requested was true. Knowing that if they couldn't prove that the board worked, that they wouldn't get their patent. Bond bought the indispensable Peters to the patent office in Washington, and with him, they filed an application. There, the chief patent officer demanded a demonstration. If the board could accurately spell out his name, which was supposed to be unknown to Bond and Peters, he'd allow the patent application to proceed. Dude, this literally sounds like some demon shit. Right? Like the this demon knew his... Like this is a... This is a movie. Okay, Adam, I'm going to screen rate this. Okay. Okay. They all sat down, communed with spirits, and the planchette faithfully spelled out the patent officer's name. Whether or not it was mystical spirits or the fact that Bond was a patent attorney and may have known the man's name well, that is unclear. That's uh, pretty clear. <laughs> Merch says, but on February 20th, 1891, a white face and visibly shaken patent officer awarded Bond a patent for his new toy or game. Jeez. The first patent offers no explanation as to how the device works, just asserts that it does. That's like a lot of things in life. Yeah. Uh, that ambiguity that ambiguity and uh, mystery was part of a more or less conscious marketing effort. Yeah. These were very shrewd businessmen. Notes, Merch. The less the Kenner company said about the board worked, the more mysterious it seemed, right? Like it's genius marketing. Mm -hmm. That's what I said. Like this would easily fly all over America. And Especially um, back then when there was no internet and everyone was bored. Yeah. I mean, you could say something and a lot of people believed it. They'd pass on the story and, oh my gosh, did you hear about this? Uh, you know, Wendell next door. It worked for him when he did it. Yep. And everybody just runs to the store to buy one. Uh, as it was a moneymaker... Uh, by 1892, the Kennard Novelty Company went from one factory in Baltimore to two in Baltimore, two in New York, two in Chicago, and one in London. Holy. Wow. And by 1893, Kennard and Bond were out, owing to some internal pressures and the old adage about money changing everything. By this time, William Fold, who'd gotten in on the ground floor of everything, but uh, the fledging company as an employee and stockholder was running the company. Notably, Flood has not a never uh, claimed to be an investor of the board, though even in his obituary in the New York Times declared him to be also notably. Uh, F Fold died in 1927 after a freak fall from the roof of his new factory, a factory he said the Ouija board told him to build. In 1898, with the blessing of Colonel Bowie, the majority shareholder and one of only two remaining original investors, he licensed the exclusive rights to make the board. What followed were boom years for Fold and frustration for some of the men who'd been in on the Ouija board from the beginning. Dude, he died after the Ouija board told him to build it. That's crazy. This is this demon is, shit. Yeah. I want to I wanna hear some other articles about this because this seems like some a true story writ in fiction. Yeah. <laughs> right? But right. 
public squabbling over who'd really invested or invented, sorry, public squabbling who'd have really invented it played out in pages of the Baltimore Sun. While the rival boards launched and failed, in 1919, Bowie sold the remaining business interest in Ouija to Fold, his protege, for $1. Jeez. The board's instant and now. More than 120 years later, prolonged success showed that it had tapped into a weird place in American culture. It was marketed as both mystical, oracle, and as a family entertainment. Fun with an element of otherworldly insight. <laughs> family entertainment. I do not recommend this as family entertainment whatsoever. We're going to have everyone over. We're going to do some fondue and try to talk to grandmother. Yes. I don't know if it'll be grandma or the demon portraying grandma Maybe, tonight. Maybe, yes. Is it the black-eyed children will stop by for a concert? Yes, yes, probably. Yes, and then we'll all hang upside down while we sleep and coo sweet demon nothings into each other's ears. Get a couple exorcisms going. Yeah. Why, this is why such are... a terrible idea. Like, <laughs> what were they thinking when they made this thing? They should have like outlawed this and not outlawed it, but they should have. You want to use a Ouija board? You make your own Ouija on board. The box. Make it hard, not easy. On the box. I'm going to go. You keep reading. I'm going to go grab one. Hold on. Okay. The Ouija board appealed to people from across a wide spectrum of ages, professions, and education. Mostly merch claims because the Ouija board offered a fun way for people to believe in something. People want to believe. The need to believe something else is out there is powerful, he says. This is the thing that one of those allows them to express that belief. It really is. I mean, that's such a mystery to us. Everybody... Even if it's not believing, everybody has some sort of like, there's not someone in this world that doesn't have a belief of how they think the afterlife works or if there even is one. It's just so interesting. It's quite logical when the board would find its greatest popularity in uncertain times, when people hold fast to believe and look for answers from just about anywhere, especially cheap do-it-yourself oracles. The 1910s and 20s with the de uh, devastations of World War I and the manic years of the Jazz Age and Prohibition witnessed a surge in Ouija pop popularity. It was so normal that in May 1920, Norman Rockwell, illustrator of Blissful, the 20th century Demesis city, depicted a man and a woman, Ouija board on their knees, communicating with the beyond and the cover of the Saturday Evening Post. During the Great Depression, the Fold Company opened new factories to meet demand for the boards, See, they're even selling these things in the Great Depression. Like, this was the smartest but most dangerous and stupid marketing thing ever. Um, the demand for boards over five months in 1944, a single New York department store sold 50,000 of them. In 1967, the year after Parker Brothers, it was Parker Brothers. Yeah, this That's is right it. here, Parker Brothers. Yeah, Parker Brothers bought the game and uh, the full company, two million boards were sold, outselling Monopoly. What? <laughs> Dude. The Ouija board outsold Monopoly. Are you fucking serious? Dude, I literally like go out there to get these Ouija boards and I'm like walking through that hey, spare room and I go in there and it's just pitch black and I wanted to grab different ones. So I grabbed this off the shelf, which I made a mess, but it's like a stack of like random cardboard. But like how it's evolved. Like imagine you go to a Walmart and you just like see this. Yeah. So the front, it says Ouija, mystifying Oracle. And then on the side, it says, Ages eight. <laughs> eight to adult. Eight to adult. You must be at least eight to talk to the ghosties. Yeah, like if you want to somebody. I saw so a pink show one. Show that out. one again. That's like. We have a bunch here. This this is old. This is like. That's got to be 70s is... or 80s Ouija board. 
Yeah, I wonder this if this is Parker it, Brothers. Legit, 1972. Legit Parker Brothers board. Yeah, so this is. If the, you're on not on video, um, you should hop over to YouTube. We're showing off some of Selena's older Ouija boards. Yeah, so this one's from 1972. Picked it up at an auction. It's actually particle board. It's not even like cardboard like they are nowadays. Yeah, so flip that around. Yeah, like it's literally. It's actually wood. Yeah, it's like, yeah, particle board. It's like when they transition from actual wood to kind of fake wood. I don't really think this one was used because, like, the paper is obviously terrible. It's not really really kept together anymore. Um, It probably had its planchette at at some point when I had it, but it it is kind of just still in its box. But, like, think of how cheap this was to create. It's literally particle board and cardboard. Oh, it's the biggest... So this one is around the same time. So that is that a Parker Brothers though? So that's Parker Brothers. No, this one. I mean, I don't know. I don't think this is. I think it came with this box, which yeah, there is a PB on the corner. Yeah, Parker Brothers. So this came with that. Is that? Which would you say that looks older or newer? Parker. It's hard to tell between these two. Because like now we're into cardboard. Like this is particle board, but it's even cheaper. Yeah, it doesn't have the rounded corners. It has sharp corners. I don't know. I would say... It's just a piece of is paper. Is there a back to any of these? Um, it should say a date on the back and the no, bottom corner. No, I don't have any more this backs. This one has a back. Yeah, which was 1972. Okay, that was and 72. And this looks older. It does. That's older to me. Well, here, look at the jewelry they're working 1972. Wearing. Oh, 72? Yeah, 1972. Okay, so it's the same? Same year. Maybe just like a different version for... Yeah, so I found that one in the fun. 70s. I feel like a lot of people's parents die... Or go and then they they kind of keep them. Now look that at one this one. Looks like so, like a 80s. Yeah. So this one I never had the planchette. It was blue, but it was a. Looks like it was like a blackboard. Newer or older than the that one? I don't know. Check the edge. That one's that one says Canada on it. They would have had maybe different prints for Canada and the U.S. And this too. is by the Canada Games Company. Okay, so that wasn't Parker Brothers. No, the Canada so Games Company. So they would have bought the rights maybe for the wording. Downsville, Ontario. Okay. For ages eight to adult, again, I want to know. Okay, so this one I picked up at an antique mall. And no year on it? No. Okay, cool. That's too bad. That's It's so weird though, right? Like that one looks spooky though, but it feels very 70s. I feel like 70s was kind of like a really big time for this kind oh, of stuff. Oh, for sure. But like that's giving me Coming out 70, of the 60s and all the psychedelics and stuff and like all the spiritual stuff going on with like. What power is released? When fingers touch rock and metal in the seventies and like demons and Ouija boards. It's probably huge. I love what it says. Ouija. What does the future hold? What power is released when fingers touch? Oh, let's find out. (laughs) Oh, careful. It's powerful. (sighs) You got me warm. It's powerful. You got me warm, buddy. We warm. We warm. (laughs) There was a dead bug in there. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> it was on my spooky shelf. <laughs> I don't know where I was here, so I'm just going to pick up. Uh, during the Great Depression, the flood... I think we already read all this, didn't we? No. Okay, yeah, we got this. During the Great Depression, the full company opened new factories to meet demand for the boards. Over five months in 1944... A single... Sold 50,000. Didn't I read this already? I don't know. Oh, no, here we go, because this is 67. Yeah, I did. Okay, a single New York department store sold 50,000 of them. In 67, the year after Parker Brothers bought the game, the full company, 2 million boards were sold. Outselling Monopoly. Yeah, I did read that. Holy crap. Uh, Summer of Love in San Francisco and race riots in New York, Detroit, Minneapolis, and Milwaukee. What does that have to do? I don't know. Was that the wrong page? Is it not in order? No. I must might not have. um, Oh, here. Um. The same year saw more American troops in Vietnam 
the uh, counterculture summer of love in San Francisco and race riots in New York, Detroit, Minneapolis, and Milwaukee. Okay. Strange Ouija tales also made frequent titillating appearances in American newspapers in the 1920s. National Wire Services reported that there would be crime solvers who were turning to their Ouija boards for clues for a mysterious murder of a New York City gambler, Joseph Burton Elwell. Much of the frustration of the police in 1921, the New York Times reported that a Chicago woman being sent to a psychiatric hospital tried to explain to doctors that she wasn't suffering from mania, but that the Ouija spirits have told her to leave her mother's dead body in the living room for 15 days before burying it in the backyard. What? What? In 1930, newspaper readers thrilled to... Newspapers... Newspaper readers thrilled to accounts of two women in Buffalo and New York who murdered another woman, supposedly on the encouragement of Ouija board messages. In 1941, a 23-year-old gas station attendant from New Jersey told the New York Times that he joined the army because the Ouija board told him to. Jeez. In 1958, a Connecticut court decided not to honor the Ouija board will of Miss Helen Down Peswick, who left only $1,000 to former servants and an insane $152,000 to John Gale Forbes, a lucky but bodiless spirit who contacted her via the Ouija board. Leaving it to ghosts, the money? Jesus Christ. Almost overnight, Ouija became a tool of the devil, and for that reason, a tool of horror writers and movie makers. It began popping up in scary movies, usually opening the door to evil spirits, hell-bent on ripping apart co-eds. Outside the theater, the following years saw Ouija board denounced by religious groups as Satan's preferred method to communication. In 2001, in Alamogordo, New Mexico, it was being burned on bonfires along with copies of Harry Potter and Disney's Snow White. Christian religious groups still... Why does Snow White? Uh, I don't know. Is it, isn't it like racist or something? Well, there's a witch in it. But I guess they all have like a witch, don't they? I don't know. There's something about Snow White that's not supposed to be great. We'll have to do an episode about Disney conspiracies. Or is it because... Like, how haunted they are. I always thought that she kind of messed around with all her dwarfs, no? Could be. I don't know. I bet that's a porn somewhere. Probably. I bet it is. <laughs> Christian religious groups still remain wary of the board, citing scripture denouncing communication with spirits through mediums. Catholic.com calls the Ouija board far from harmless. As recently as 2011. I would agree, Catholic.com. <laughs> yep. Catholic.com. <laughs> 700 Club host, host Pat Have Robinson. Have you ever watched that? No. Do you know what 700 Club is? No. It's like a hardcore religious channel or a hardcore religious show on TV. Can we watch it? We can watch it. It's pretty epic. I'm excited. Pat Robertson declared that demons can reach out to, out to us through the board. Even within the paranormal community, Ouija boards enjoyed a dodgy reputation. Merch says that when he first began speaking at paranormal conventions, he was told to leave his antique boards at home because they scared people too much. Parker Brothers and later Hasbro... Was, they did yeah, pay it. They did do it. Um, after they acquired Parker Brothers oh, in 1991. Happened, yeah. I think oh, okay. Monopoly says Hasbro on the side of it now. So too. they bought Parker Brothers. Yeah. It must not exist anymore. Still sold hundreds of thousands of them. But the reasons why people were buying them had changed significantly. Ouija boards were spooky rather than spiritual with a distinct vision of danger. Dun, dun, dun. Jeez, watch my ears, buddy. Sorry. Do it to me. Do it to me. No, no, no. I don't want to do it to the people. I want to hear 
Um, Can you make a weird noise for me? Like, so say I'm like manifesting or I'm like, like, like every day you can try and talk to the spirit world, right? So what makes contacting through a Ouija board different or spirit board? You know what I mean? Like how come it always seems like things go wrong more? I think it's because you have a bunch of people, they have their energy commingled and they're all going towards the same thing. Just like you can make things happen because we're right. kind of so like, you like know what I mean? super duper manifesting so when on everyone's a higher there, level. Yeah, everyone's there. They want it. They're all manifesting. They want to see the action. They're pulling it in. They're using this thing that's made to communicate. You can literally do it with a piece of paper. You can yeah. set a pencil on a nail and spin it to yes and no, and that is the exact same thing as a Ouija board. Right. You're opening up communication, and in your mind, you've set the intention that you want to speak to the spirit world. But the thing is that you haven't. A lot of people don't set their intentions. They want to see anything. They want proof. The so issue like is the easiest, like nastiest things can just come through. The lowest level spirits are always in wait. For an opportunity to sneak into your life. Okay. Illness, sick people. And a lot of the time people turn to Ouija boards because they are desperate. They've lost somebody that they want to communicate. They There's something in the life that they want, but so they can't get. So this company was like, let's make this board that'll help people set intention on bringing more spirits to the world. And, and a lot bad, of the time. good, or in between. There are a lot of people who are just like, it isn't real. Because like when people put their hands together on a planchette, it's going to move. Oh, yeah. It's going to move. And if people, you think you're not doing it. When you do a Ouija board, are you always one of those people that like actually plays it the way it's supposed to be and hopes for something to happen? Or are you one of those people that'll mess with people sometimes? It's kind of rare that I use it. Like even Um, when you were younger. I was the one who didn't touch it. I I would touch it really lightly. Right. And I'd feel it like move a little bit and I'd be like, oh shit, it wasn't me. Like it was more of a question of it wasn't me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was always like, I was always... I just lay my hands on it and let it do its thing. So you did it too? Yeah, yeah. Me and my buddies used to do it in the basement, like Joe and... and Story time. Joe, Joe had one. Uh, well, yeah, we did it and it moved and stuff. I can't remember what we were spelling or who we were talking to, but like it would it would move around. But I don't know if like he was just messing with me or his brother was messing with him. I don't think his brother would mess with us, but I could see him maybe. I'll have to ask him. There's a reason why I don't play with Ouija boards. Yeah. Why is that? And I've told you that story. When I was little, there was a girl down the street... And her, me, and another girl on her street would play with this Ouija board. And she'd always talk about the people she'd see in her house and stuff. And I remember playing with this Ouija board and we we, we connected to something. And we'd talk to them all the time. Like all the time. Right. And it would ask us to promise it things for things. And I don't remember what I was getting. But I remembered promising this creature or whatever it was. My unborn children. Jeez. And then we all started doing it. So I was like, I think I was up to like eight or 10 unborn children that I had promised to the spirit, which is crazy. But listen to this. That day, after we did that, we all had random blood on us, like a dot of blood that didn't come from a cut on our body. We saw cats everywhere, like literally everywhere. And none of us, none of us three women have had children. Really? Living children. Really? And that is why I don't play with Ouija boards. Amen to that. Did you hear that, folks? Stay away. This is not condoning the use of Ouija boards. This is an informative talk. We please ask you to stay away. Yeah. But I think before we cut it off here, I think we should just read a couple little tiny, you know, spooky stories to warn you off of them. Yeah. So this one's called Hexed. Justin played with a Ouija board one day and several of his friends... They asked questions, but instead of the planchette moving to certain letters, it began to move in a strange pattern. It went to all four corners of the board and made an X. 
The 32-year-old New Jersey resident tells Reader's Digest. Then it just went in circles. The next time he used the board, it was with a different friend at his house again. Again, the planchette moved in the same strange pattern. I felt like it was some kind of hex. He continues, later that night when he was falling asleep, he felt a forceful hand grab his arm and wake him. Everyone else in the house was sound asleep, looking for a less freaky foray into the supernatural. Try okay, these witch movies. Is an ad? At the um, end, that sounds like maybe like his grandma's like, "Don't do it, don't, don't do it." Right? That could be. All right. Stay away from this board. I'm just gonna do this weird X thing so you don't do anything. The signal from below. When I was in junior high, a friend and I sat on her grandparents' grave to mess around with a Ouija board. What the fuck? Teenagers do weird shit. Yeah, don't go to a graveyard with a Ouija board. No. Five minutes after we started playing with it, the ground began to sink beneath us. We ran out of there very quickly, and I haven't messed with one since. That Can you imagine? Like, it is very, very... Like, if their casket was not in a vault, sitting on top of it could have caused the casket to crack and, they're like, fall always, in. They're usually in, like, so, like concrete and Yeah, stuff. but maybe this, they weren't here, and maybe that could have totally happened. Right? <laughs> That would have freaked him right out. Imagine, yeah. imagine like running, screaming, like just screaming. Oh man! <laughs> a friend of mine had one when I was young. Not me. This was an article, <laughs> but I was very skeptical of it. I thought she was moving it whenever we asked a question, so I asked questions she wouldn't know the answer to. I tried to contact my uncle who had passed away. I asked him how he was doing, and the board started to spell his wife's name, Ziomara, which there is no way my friend would have known that. Never mind, know how to spell it. Yeah, that's creepy when you test people like that with things they wouldn't know. That's spooky. Yeah, that's that's super spooky. That I believe. This message from beyond. My soccer team had a sleepover in our gym and we played with a Ouija board. Nothing too eventful happened until the board spelled out T-H-I-R-S-T-F-I-R-E-N-H-E-L-P. We closed the board and we went back to the school a few days later. We asked the athletic director whose office was in the gym if he knew the history of the gym. He told us that it had burned down once long time ago and one man had died. Jeez. Dude. That's spooky. That is spooky. So it's like telling you what's happened in the past type thing to go check it out type shit. Dude, if anything, this episode hopefully has told you just don't play with demons. Just don't open portals because you don't know what's going to happen. So if there's anything that you can take from this episode of the Honda State... Don't fuck with Ouija boards. Don't do it. Guys, I hope that you're excited for everything that we have coming up for you guys in this like YouTube season. We are leaving for Salem on Monday, which is crazy. We are going to be staying at some of the most haunted places that I haven't and have been to. Um, we have some great things lined up for you. I'm also going to be doing scary story times on my YouTube channel. Merch. Scary reacts. The merch is state merch and Selena Spooky and Boo Selena Spooky Boo merch. Just finally like a couple out. weeks. Dude, literally. in the quality. Oh, the quality's bomb. Dude. Super cool. It's way better Super than my cool. other. Did like, we show it on here yet? Um, No. We'll have to wear it next time. Yeah, we'll wear it next episode. All right. Check it out. Well, guys, I love you. Don't make permanent decisions Hollow. on temporary situations. Hollow. Hollow. Oh, yeah, my book's coming out soon, guys. Don't forget about Hollow. It's Probably coming. like two it's weeks, super I think. good. Yeah, I'm reading. I have 30 more pages to go. It's literally 11 o'clock at night. I have to write 20 letters, do 30 pages, and name some eyeshadows. Yay, party <laughs> time. All right, guys. See you later. I love you. Bye. See ya.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.